0: Welcome back to another edition of The Zone News. It's your boy, J.D. Dugan. Let's jump right into it. So Big Ben Roethlisberger played what is expected to be the final home game of his historic career. Real quick, let's go over what to make of Big Ben's historic career and some accolades during his career to start and whether or not he's a first-pallet Hall of Famer. First, what to make of his career. The dude's a flat-out winner. We'll take the cap off to that. That was planned. All right? So we'll take the cap off to that. Big Bandit's a flat-out winner. He has played two career starts while being eliminated from playoff contention in 18 seasons. Year after year, he kept his team in the hunt and winning football games. So... Not only that, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's a former rookie of the year. He's got the fifth most passing yards in NFL history, eighth all-time in passing touchdowns, and believe it or not, he had a higher career passer rating than Joe Montana, John Elway, and Brett Favre, sitting at 16th all-time on the list of passer rating all-time. So, overall, despite all those accolades and numbers, I don't think he's a player who can be defined quite by his Statistics, because I just think of Big Ben Roethlisberger as a flat-out winner. He played quarterback in one of the toughest eras ever, going up against guys like Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Kurt Warner. The list goes on and on. That being said, I do believe Big Ben is a first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt, in my opinion, because not only does the statistics back it up, like I said... He has thrown for over 5,000 passing yards in a season. He's top five all-time passing yards. He's a top 10 all-time touchdown leader in NFL history, two-time Super Bowl champion, rookie of the year. The accolades go on and on despite that. What's most impressive to me, you can't define a player in a city like Pittsburgh by his numbers. He's playing in presumably one of the toughest weather cities in the game, and he still managed to put up big-time numbers all I'm going to say is imagine if Big Ben played his whole career in the Dome. That being said, maybe it worked out better for him that he played in Pittsburgh because he's one of those guys who, when it came down to it, more often than not, he can make those throws in the tough weather. Most dudes can't. He could can handle that weather, and that's what made him thrive. So nothing about his maybe statistics or this and that is what, to me, makes him a first bout Hall of Famer, despite them being amazing and deserving a lot of credit. It's because he's one of the best cold weather quarterbacks ever. He's one of the best winning quarterbacks ever, and that's what makes Big Ben special. And the reason I mentioned he's a guy who maybe benefited playing in a stadium like Pittsburgh, where it was tough weather rather than a dome, who knows if Big Ben was strictly going out there, never got to rely on that defense, never got to rely on the running game. Who knows if he was the winner he is, but that's what makes winners winners. Look at Tom Brady. It's all about playing your cards right. All right, let's move it on. So shout out Big Ben. He deserves a lot of respect. Friday on the Zone TV live on the No Filter Network. I'm going to be doing a ranking of the top 10 most successful quarterbacks for the last 20 years. So that'll be something to keep an eye out for. Next up. So little LeBron talk. So rumor is LeBron right now is setting a goal that he really wants to play with his son. His son is, I believe, in the class of 2023. 2022 so he's still got no 2023 he would be let's double check that the zone news here fact check everything's got to be factual hard-hitting journalism check that out well i looked that up though what in my opinion makes it so special brownie james is 17 years old right now so he's got about two more years he like, can hit the nba what makes it so special to me is we in all in the history of professional sports in my opinion only two times have we seen a player of this stratosphere, of father-son combo, or in general, father-son playing at the same time. Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr., all-time legends, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and NASCAR Dale Earnhardt Sr., racing legends. Other than that, the list is short. So if LeBron James, arguably the biggest athlete on the planet right now, as far as following-wise goes, and just star power goes, that's debatable, I understand. One of the biggest athletes on the planet. I won't say he's flat out objectively the biggest because that's a lot of opinion based there the point i'm getting at in my opinion that would be one of the biggest stories in the history of professional sports and arguably there's a personal achievement achievement in lebron's eyes or at least in the eyes of somebody who has watched his entire career that might be his greatest accomplishment because you could do anything on the basketball court but to have a be a successful Father and raise the kid the right way and live out your dream that you've talked about. I mean, it's been years. LeBron has said, you know, one day I want to play with my kid. And, you know, it's always see. so according to this article on USA Today, 3.5 years ago, LeBron said it would be his greatest achievement playing in the NBA at the same time as Bronny. So those are his words directly. Right now, he's 17 years old, a few years away from the league. We'll see how it goes. LeBron's balling out right now, so it is a possibility. I just think from a, a historical sports perspective, it would have a lot of significance, and it's pretty damn cool. Moving it on. All right. Legendary baseball car company, Tops was acquired for $500 million by Fanatics this week. And this move brought a smile to a lot of sports car collectors' faces. We'll keep this one short and sweet. Just some quick news here because now, TOPS, the legendary company that's been around for 70 years, printing baseball cards, trading card legends, they're going to be able to keep printing baseball cards, keep using the MLB licenses. And this works out for Fanatics also because recently, Fanatics made an agreement with the Major League Baseball's Players Union and Major League Baseball to take over licensing to make print their trading cards. That was going to take over in 2026. Now with this top deal, they can start printing right now. So now it is Fanatics times Tops in the business. We'll see how it goes. I have some interest in that, but just this is sports news. And if you're interested in sports, let's be real. You probably grabbed a pack of baseball cards at some point or known, definitely known some people who have love it or hate it. Okay. Moving on a little NFL p- playoff picture talk. I'm just going to go through a nice article. I found here that breaks down on NFL.com. Who's clinched. And the teams that haven't clinched, what scenario it's going to take for them to get into the playoffs. So first off, let's go over the teams who have clinched. Cincinnati Bengals have clinched the AFC North. The Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the AFC West. Moving along. The Titans have clinched the AFC South. The Bills have clinched a playoff berth, as have the Patriots. So, this is where it gets interesting. The Baltimore Ravens are sitting at 8-8, and they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. If Baltimore wins... And the Chargers lose. Indy loses in Miami. Loses or ties. Baltimore's in. Buffalo can clinch the AFC East with a win or a New England loss or a tie and a New England tie. I know we're getting into some of... We're not going to go into every little detail here, but we'll go through some of the more interesting ones. Cincinnati can clinch the AFC's number one seed. That's big. Get the first round bye and home field advantage with a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a New England loss plus Cincinnati has to win, or a Cincinnati win, a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a Bills win. Interesting stuff. The Bengals are a team who I've been big on for a while. Won't get too into that, but they are a team who's the real deal. They have a real deal playmaker, superstar quarterback in Joe Burrow. He's the future. One of those guys. Moving along. The Indianapolis Colts, they will clinch a playoff berth if they win so the ball is in their court, and they, or if the Chargers lose. Baltimore or Pittsburgh tie as well, or if the Chargers and then Baltimore lose as well. So the Colts, it's winning. You're in the Chiefs. They're trying to get that home field advantage. If they win, they get the home field advantage. Plus, they need the Titans to lose. So that one's going to be interesting. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be really interesting how it shakes out in the AFC. It's been a crazy conference all year long. The Las Vegas Raiders. If Las Vegas wins... They are in. So despite all the turbulence, all the drama, all the struggle for the Raiders this year, they have a chance to control their own destiny. Winning you're in, or uh, this has been a theory that's been going around. Apparently, if the Raiders and Chargers were to tie, they would both beat the playoffs. I don't think they're going to help each other out. Division, ri- division rivals, that being said, if LV ties, and so if they tie this game, they're both in. I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see what happens with the Raiders. They would also get in with the Indianapolis loss and a Pittsburgh loss or tie. So the Chargers, it's win or tie. So the Chargers basically don't lose this game and you're in. You lose this game, it seems as if you're out. Simple as that. Going to be a good one for Justin Herbert, young quarterback, opportunity to prove himself, maybe a guy who's been labeled a superstar. Let's see him prove it okay so for New England they have already clinched now they have a chance to clinch the one seed if Buffalo loses Kansas City loses and Tennessee loses and they also have a chance to clinch their division if Buffalo loses or and New England wins or New England ties and Buffalo loses so I know this is a little a lot to take in but hey playoffs are coming it's gonna be interesting we'll see how it goes we'll move through one more of these and then we'll get it back to'll we'll, we'll, we'll We'll speed it up here. We'll speed it up here. Thank you for tuning into the zone news. So last team here, Pittsburgh, they clinch a playoff berth with a Pittsburgh win and Indianapolis loss, a Las Vegas and chargers game. That does not end in a tie. And then the Titans have already clinched a playoff berth. They're trying for the one seed. We'll keep it moving in the NFC. The teams who have clinched are the Packers, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Cardinals and the Rams and the Eagles. There is one playoff spot available in the NFC. The Green Bay Packers have clinched the home round first round by home field advantage. So the Packers, it's going to go through Lambeau in the winter time. Not an easy place to play. The two teams who are still fighting for a playoff spot. We have the New Orleans Saints or the few teams. Excuse me. Yeah, New Orleans needs a win and a San Francisco loss to get in. San Francisco needs a win and a New Orleans loss to get in. So those are the two teams with eligibility right now. It's going to come down to the Saints and the Rams. All I'll say is come going into the playoffs, both those teams have tough defenses, but the 49ers would be a team you don't want to face heading into the playoffs. They seem to have figured it out down the stretch for the most part. So the NFL playoff picture, going to go over that more on the Zone TV Friday, live on No Filter Network. Just wanted to kind of do a quick rundown. It's going to be interesting. Um, every... Five, 10 years in the NFL, we have one of these special seasons. It really comes down to the last season, uh, last week of the season. And, of course, in the first 18-week season in NFL history, we get some real fireworks. It's going to come right down to the end. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be fun. Moving along, we got two more things for the day, and we'll wrap it up. Thank you to everybody watching The Zone News or listening to The Zone News on Spotify, watching on YouTube, or The Zone Sports on ta- Online. Okay so there is a rumor jim harbaugh might be coming back to the nfl after making the college football playoff and losing this past year so i did some quick research and if anybody can find an answer on this one please fact check in tag the zone news on instagram jim harbaugh i believe would be the first coach ever to start in college make the jump to the pros go back to college and then go back to the pros so we'll see if that happens that would be quite a roller coaster career I have historically been a Chicago Bears fan. I'm always going to root for the Bears family from Chicago. I think Jim Harbaugh would be a great fan of Chicago. He's played quarterback in that city. He understands what it's like to play football in the Windy City. A lot of guys want to come into Chicago, run an air raid offense, try to spread the ball out, all these things. It doesn't work. You got to play old school football. You got to have a strong running game built around the defense, taking care of the football, time of possession. And Harbaugh's going to know that as well as anyone. Don't get me wrong. You need those wrinkles in your offense, some good play action, solid passing game, creativity. Harbaugh can do that. I think coaching in a, in a place like Michigan will translate great to the Chicago atmosphere, weather, and passion for football. I like the move. Hopefully Chicago, if they are looking for a new head coach, I like Harbaugh as the guy. And I think Justin Fields and Harbaugh would be a great combo. It would bring a lot of enthusiasm to Chicago Bears football, and I truthfully think they need it. Okay, so I like Harbaugh potentially to the Bears. Last thing for today, truly showing that I am an objective journalist here on the Zone News. Just as I mentioned, being a Chicago Bears sports guy, started a family listening, but I gotta give the Chico- uh, the excuse me, see I can't even say it. The Green Bay Packers credit. I gotta give the Green Bay Packers credit. It's hard for me to say, but look. I gotta say, a quick look at Matt LaFleur's historic start really makes you put in perspective how special they've been the last couple years. They're the first team in NFL history to win 13 games three straight seasons, and he has the best record of any head coach through the first three seasons of his NFL coaching career. So Matt LaFleur has been a great head coach. Aaron Rodgers is about to win back-to-back MVPs. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are one of the best one-two punches in football at the running back position. They have arguably the best receiver in football in Devonte adams and they're honestly were the team all off season they were the team getting ripped on they were the team the media love to say they haven't done enough for aaron Rodgers. they drafted jordan love this organization doesn't know what they're doing i mean historically as much as the media likes to pick and choose who they want to rip on and win The Packers have never relied on big-name stars to power their franchise, from guys like Antonio Freeman, to Donald Driver, to Jordy Nelson, and Randall Cobb. The Packers have always utilized developing talent and finding players that fit their system, and that's what's made this organization special for a really long time. Time and time again, we can look around the league and want to have super teams and star-driven teams and this and that, and we want to mix and match. It doesn't always work like that. Sometimes building an organization year after year, one piece at a time from the outside, you might not see the vision. You might not really see the house being built brick by brick. You might just see the foundation and not really understand what's going on. But internally, that organization has a plan. They've stuck to it. They've stuck to a blueprint, and they deserve a lot of credit. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win another MVP. I think Matt LaFleur has quietly become one of the most successful coaches in the history of the NFL to start his early career, and that just deserves a lot of credit. And I got to say, as somebody who has seen Aaron Rodgers crush the Chicago Bears time and time again, the guy is definitely one of the greatest to ever do it. The Packers are one of the best organizations in professional sports, in my opinion, regardless of what the mainstream media likes to say, because they're in a small market that has no other professional sporting teams. They go all in on that team. And year after year, they build through the draft. They build through affordable free agents, making the right moves at the right time. Bringing a guy like Randall Cobb back this year to fill in, be a veteran pet presence, make a couple big plays. They're not going to kill you with the free agent signings, let's be real, that's not ever been their game plan, but to come in, build through the draft, build organization, foundation like they have, brick by brick, the Packers deserve a lot of credit, and I will say, last thing, we'll wrap up the show on this, I've been up and down internally my thoughts as far as the Jordan Love move and what to think of it, but I can think back about 1015 I guess 15 years now, when the Packers picked up Aaron Rodgers, it wasn't met with widespread rave love. Everybody, nobody, There was criticism. It was, why would you do that to Favre? Why would you make Favre go through this? Is Favre the guy? There was a roller coaster. I mean, was Favre going to come back to Green Bay? Nobody knew. So as much as that at the time really made you scratch your head, you look in the long run, maybe Jordan Love is learning one step at a time from one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, just like Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity to. And maybe he turns into a superstar himself, the Packer way of just taking your time, building it one day at a time, and doing it from within. It's not all about free agent splashes. It's not all about going big. It's not all about the big flashy signing. just building one day at a time, and that deserves a lot of respect. So Matt LaFleur turning into a great coach, Aaron Rodgers probably win the MVP. The Packers are the real deal. So all right, we'll wrap it up on that note. Another episode of the Zone News in the books, trying to change the narrative, a little object, you know, free thinking, free flowing. Get away from the mainstream corporate sports news narrative. And what I mean by that is sometimes you just turn on the TV and you hear the same opinion over and over and over for you know, days at a time, and I'm just trying to shake it up a little bit because realistically, when you're reporting fair and objective on something, it doesn't matter what the narrative is. It matters what the facts are. The numbers speak for themselves. And last thing I'll say is similar to Big Ben. I heard multiple media sources recently criticizing his career. The numbers speak for themselves. The Super Bowl champions, uh, championship, speak for themselves. The Rookie of the Year speaks for itself. His career speaks for itself. The guy's the first pal Hall of Famer. You could sit here and rip him and discredit him and make a story out of him if you want. I'd rather just give my respect. That's the point of this show. That's the point of the zone news. True, honest sports journalism. At least doing my best. You know, we, we all have our moments. But if I could sit up here and give Aaron Rodgers credit, then everybody could do a damn better job at it. All right. On that note, and I say that as a Bears fan, not as a person. You know, Lately, I last show, I gave Rodgers a lot of credit for some of his freedom of speech stuff and his power. But as a Bears fan, I've seen crush my team a million times. The Zone News, I'm out. Stay strong, y'all. Peace out. J.D. Dugan. Peace.